0: This is a CNA Podcast. Now, Health Matters with Daniel Martin. Welcome to Health Matters right? Retro on CNA 938, Daniel Martin with you. When it comes to skincare, it used to be so simple, right? You kind of knew what went into your skincare. Uh, you'd heard about things like retinol, vitamin C. Uh, you'd heard about your alpha hydroxy acids. And for the longest times, you've been hearing about just these particular ingredients. But in recent times, especially with the advent of things like Korean skincare, for example, we've really heard about, you know, boutique companies formulating certain ingredients and making them very mainstream. Miracle ingredients, it seems to be, from niacinamide to sika propolis, and even probiotics. I wonder, is this all just a fad? These boutique brands seem to have made them very popular to the point that even some of the big brands are jumping on to the skincare fad ingredients theme, or are they? Do they actually work? Dr. Lies Tam is here, medical director of EHA Clinic, and we're gonna dive straight into it. Dr. Tom, before we start talking about some of these particular ingredients that, you know, have become really popular in recent times, I'm curious, like, you know, for the longest time in the, in the realm of skincare, which mm-hmm. you've been dealing with for so long, has it always been the same old, same old ingredients for a very long time? Have you, mm-hmm. you seen a pattern that recently we've been changing?
1: Well, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of the the uh, ingredients that we are talking about are always evolving. There are always new ingredients that are being discovered um, through research and be introduced. Um, so it is actually an evolving a situation and it's constantly getting better. That's what
0: everybody's looking for. The next big thing that works the best. (laughs) Yeah. So we've seen a real rush of these ingredients that have been jumping out. I want to zoom in on a couple of them and maybe talk to you about whether they actually work. mm -hmm. Top of my list, niacinamide, that Mm -hmm. seems to be so popular. It came in individual formulations from boutique companies and now big brands have their own niacinamide as well. What is this besides being a mouthful to pronounce?
1: Well, niacinamide actually is uh, very effective. It has been used for a really long time. It does help to reduce inflammation, and and for people with eczema, uh, acne, or other even other inflammatory conditions,
0: it's actually quite commonly used. Actually, and yeah. what is the idea? Like, it, it's about it's it's a topical, it's an ingredient, but then now suddenly people are putting it in pure formulations. Is it?
1: Well, it can be used uh, either way, putting in a pure form, just allow you to have it at a higher concentration and for mixed formulation. Sometimes you may find that yes, you, you would like niacinamide, but some of the other ingredients that they have added in, you may not be able to tolerate it. For example, some older formulation may have mixed vitamin C and niacinamide together. Some feel that it's good, it's compatible. People find that when you mix the two together, you actually reduce efficacy. So sometimes, it's good to separate them.
0: It's so interesting. Why has this become so popular, you think? We see it everywhere now.
1: Why? Is well, I suppose the demand and supply, right? Mm. So when people try and they find that they're getting effects from it, some bright spots, some good business people, obviously, you know, try to promote it a little bit more, add a little bit of things to it. But it's actually a well-known ingredient for niacinamide. It's been used for a really long time.
0: Ah, I see. Okay, so it's not a brand new thing, but suddenly we're hearing all about it. Yes. It seems like it works. It kind <laughs> yeah, of it does works. Work.
1: Yes. It does. In a
0: mild way. It's not a miracle ingredient, though. Would you describe it as a really like, cure-all?
1: Well, it's not a cure It's often used in combination with uh, other ingredient medication topical ingredients sometimes even with oral medication for example for the treatment of eczema and acne mm. but it's a good addition to it and sometimes we need other treatments like lasers and whatnot but
0: that cinema is obviously uh, useful in the whole grand scheme Another big popular ingredient that seems to be on face masks, on serums, sika, spelled C I C A. Uh, when I yes. saw that and it was introduced to me, I was like, "Oh, I, I've never C-A. heard of this." <laughs> uh, but it's a short this is a new form. Thing? Oh, it's a so short it's, form.
1: Yeah, it's short form. It's short form from a, uh Centella uh, Asiatica. So it is a it is good. It's effective. In fact, if you look at it, the actual active ingredient inside, what is most effective inside. Yeah, I mean, this plant has many things. Yeah. It has all the amino acid, fatty acid, vitamins, and whatnot. But the most effective ingredient inside there is actually Medica suicide. Very long in Im- mm. Medica <laughs> yeah, society
0: What does it do? What does could do?
1: It actually re- uh, stimulate collagen production. Yeah, and it also reduces inflammation because it has actually uh, this plant has multiple ingredients inside there. So it has, because of the amino acid, it's good for the collagen stimulation. Uh, it yes, beta-carotene, which is very good uh, as an antioxidant. It has fatty acid. It has vitamin from A to B to C. So yeah, it's good. It has some, even some antibacterial effects as well.
0: Okay. So again, what is the main difference between these two ingredients? Could they be complementary? I mean, could they be separate parts of somebody's skincare regime?
1: It's often complementary. So, if let's say we have a lot of inflammation, and we use one, uh, like niacinamide, which is uh, very well known, um, and you find that you want more effects of it, you can add Zika to it. The only thing, the only caveat about Zika, because it is a plant, right? Uh, you may uh, again, it become a combination. It has a uh, multiple ingredient inside there, and you may or may not be able to tolerate all the ingredients, Just like the well-known aloe vera. Which is very similar in the sense that you also have a multitude of fruit, uh, various uh, ingredients, for study over chemicals inside there. fantastic for people who can tolerate it um, and have like a uh, acne problem or inflammatory problem. But for many people, many people are actually allergic to aloe vera. Oh. So I would not be surprised if some of us are also allergic to Cica. Because yes, uh, many amino acids, right? So. Well, when you have a lot of ingredients inside like there, there's always a risk that you might actually be allergic to it.
0: It's so interesting that you mentioned the aloe vera because I remember like in the 90s, that was the miracle ingredient. That was the yes, bad ingredient, right? It was, coming yeah. out. it was in everything from skincare everything. to shampoos. Is it I still said. popular? Is it still, effective still used? No, because mainly there's some people that have allergies, is it?
1: It is still around. Yeah. For people who respond well to it, it's excellent. So yeah, when I was young and I had pimple, my mother would actually go to the garden.
0: And she cut the aloe vera. the
1: thing, we split it up and apply on it, and it works beautifully for me. But for some people, you put it on, it becomes red, big, and inflamed because you're just allergic to it. Yeah. So it's the same. You know, there's always new things, uh, discovery. And in nature, plants, many of them have very, very good active ingredient in it. And it's often through test and tr- trial and test, you will find something very interesting that works for some people.
0: You know, Dr. Tam, I've talked about propolis, but usually in the form of honey uh, yes, and consuming <laughs> it exactly for other health benefits. But uh-huh. I didn't realize that, what, propolis? For skincare, is that something that's being used?
1: Well, it's not new. In fact, uh, people use honey on this acne as well because there's some of those uh, antibacterial effects, which it does, right? Mm-hmm. So you will notice that honey never gets uh, bacteria growing on it. Pure honey. It doesn't actually. It's a it has that property. So propolis is similar. It's also a honey-related product, and it also has a lot of health benefits. Um, again, because it contains a lot of ingredients like that, and many of which are actually useful for us, right? For all the vitamins and nutrients, and, and and obviously, um, yeah. For many of us, we find that it works for us, but
0: well, of course, we're not advocating that people go and smear honey on their faces, right?
1: Uh, Well, I suppose you can put that and then you can lick it off.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Could that be like, you know, uh, I want to talk about the allergies. We'll pick up on that actually. So propolis, not new, been used in skincare before, but again, we're seeing this trend of companies and boutique agencies come up with, you know, specific formulations for it. Another one I've seen, again, I've talked about it for something else, digestive health. um, And then suddenly now I see even probiotics being used for skincare. What does it do? Is that even possible? Oh yeah, okay, so probiotic
1: is also similar in the sense that uh this is so called the good bacteria, right? Probiotics. Um when we first hear about probiotics it's always consume. You actually consume it and it works beautifully when it's been consumed. It works not just for the guts. It actually also help people with other conditions. Um for the gynecologists they, they love it for the you know, for ladies who have recurring urinary tract infection because it somehow affects the pH of the uh, the urinary tract or even the constant fungal infection. It works. For people who are dealing with the skin, we notice that it works too. When we give them oral probiotics, it helps their skin, especially people with very persistent acne, because it seems like the gut health affects everything else. Mm. And for those who find that they have persistent constipation or irritable bowel, and when they take more uh, regular probiotics, we do notice that their skin actually improves, especially for those with acne problem.
0: So when we see ingredients like this, propolis or probiotics being used in skincare, is it a different formulation? It's it's not the same as what people would be consuming orally, right?
1: Uh, well, probably it'd slightly different. So on the skin as well, we, we do notice that people with skin problem like inflammation, acne and all that, they do have a imbalance of the, uh, residue the residence uh, flora so the fora usually is a balance between fungus uh, the yeast and the bacteria mm. and when we find that people who are on prolonged antibiotics right the imbalance could actually result in certain conditions like a, a fungal infection mm. so they have this acne but the acne is not bacteria but actually is yeast infection so when we give them probiotics, it's balance back the uh, flora, the tibia flora, and they actually control the inflammation over the skin.
0: One thing though, the, this trend of these new formulations is they seem to be quite pure, right? It's just niacinamide, just the propolis or just the probiotics that you'd be using on the skincare. But traditionally, they might have been used in previous skincare formulations, but maybe in mm-hmm. lesser quantities. So mm-hmm. in the current formulations that people seem to be buying the serums and using them, could it be too strong? Could it be too harmful and cause some interactions and uh, allergies for the skin?
1: Well, uh, like all things in life, there's always a possibility of uh, irritation or uh, allergic reaction. So if you are using something new, you probably want to test it at the back of your ear. Uh, again, even though they say this is pure uh, propolis or pure this or pure that, it is not 100% concentration. It is still in some way it has to have a base they have to have something that to suspend it uh, unless you're talking about pure powder or vitamin c which you have seen before uh, but of course then that might actually usually the instruction will tell you to add a little bit of it to whatever moisturizer you have to be used the danger of course is that you will have to use it correctly because you are using based on your own estimation, and you may put too much to it, and that might potentially irritate your skin instead of getting it better. So, you do need to be aware of that. But I would say that, uh, do read the instruction. whatever you're buying. Usually, it's not like 100% concentration. They may be pure, but it may be a 1% or 5% concentration. Yeah, so, so that, that matters.
0: And final point. I mean, we've seen them as over-the-counter options, people buying them. But mm-hmm. traditionally, in in the clinical setting, uh, you might be working with, you know, your retinols, your alpha hydroxy mm-hmm. acids, your vitamin C. But but, do you think, like, even in a medical setting, even in clinics, doctors like yourself will be using some of these newer uh, ingredients? Okay, surprise! We do
1: actually. We actually, what we do is that we have uh, on our website we actually have a little tab for people to click on it to do a skin analysis, they will have to answer the questionnaire and they will take a photo and put it up. And using that system, we actually are able to tell what are your skin condition. Of course, we will have to review it in real. Mm. Uh, and based on your skin condition, whether it's because uh, it's too oily, a lot of inflammation, we actually would then pick the ingredient according to what we need to be given. So that there are various ingredients inside like there and we will actually, be able to choose what we want. Like some of the things that you talk about, Zika, the active ingredient I mentioned, is actually this, medical Casasite. And we actually add that in for people who may need it, or people with the need for acne, aloe vera, or people with oily skin, zinc, or those with lots of clots, salicylate. So depending on what is needed, we would then add into a base, um, usually a hyaluronic acid serum, so that we can actually give the correct uh, ingredient for the skin condition. And for those who need more, for example, the oily skin, we use zinc, the first concentration is not enough, we can double it. We can use two of it and actually increase the concentration. So it's actually based on the skin condition. And as the patient's condition improves or worsens, we may then change the ingredient needed for the patient.
0: It's like titrating the treatment in yeah, a way. Bespoke, yeah, yeah we do need to titrate it. It's a bespoke approach. So interesting because where for the longest time, people have been relying on what the big brands tell them will work mm-hmm. for their skincare and it's a one size right. fits all. You either yes. can use it or can't use it or can benefit or can't benefit. Now it's the idea that maybe using some of these ingredients, we can tailor make something just for your specific yeah. changing skin condition. Right. Actually, so that's an interesting point. So your skin will change over time as well. Yeah, and
1: we have more ingredients than what you have spoken about. Yeah. <laughs> We're even using the isofrenol, routine, uh SOD, you know, some like and super antioxidant. So we we have even more ingredients that we play with than what is known in the market.
0: We got to become pharmacists soon for our skincare. It seems interesting. <laughs> Dr. Tom, this has been phenomenal. Thank you so much for your time today. You're most welcome. Thank Helping you. Us understand the rise of the so-called fad ingredients. It seems that there is indeed some evidence to show that it does work. Again, it's not a cure-all, it's not going to solve and cure your specific problems. If at all, you know, you're struggling with certain skincare issues. It's always a good idea to speak to your doctor. And as Dr. Tom mentioned, get something that's bespoke and tailor made just for you to treat your specific skincare health concerns. I'm Daniel Martin. We've been talking about the specific ingredients and fat ingredients in the skincare. And it seems like it'll be a continuing trend indeed. To listen to more Health Matters podcasts, head to cna.asia slash listen and download the Health Matters podcast now. I'm Daniel Martin. Thanks for joining us. Before making any decisions based on the information in our program, please consult a medical professional.